online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. That was the Who Pinball Wizard. He was ever so good at pinball, by all accounts. Listen to Russell Brand on Radio 2. I'm here with Matt Morgan, who's in charge of switches. You alright, Matt? Yes, I'm a bit worried about you storming Why? around with your <laughs> demands. I ain't stormed, I ain't demanded. Oh, and your great big Frankenstein boots. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't taken my fashion tips. I like my boots, and you may have noticed, if you've got any idea what's going on in the world of fashion, which I doubt, that Sienna Miller was photographed wearing a pair of army boots only the other day. Really? Really? So me and Sienna Miller, the golden couple of British fashion, are wearing lovely, great big Obanel boots. Where is she wearing these? Unfortunately, she's been taken away into care <laughs> now. <laughs> she was on a building site. Um, no, she's, I don't know, she's just romping around in them. Why are well, you... Is I'm it not emulating You told me that you just chanced upon them and now you were going to ch update fashion. I'm saying that you. that update has already happened. I think someone said to you, you're too big for your boots. <laughs> and you thought, I'm bloody not. Look at my boots. <laughs> Look at the size of my... Well, if I am, I must be pretty huge because my boots are like a car park. <laughs> Look at them bloody great things. I just met John Prescott. I know, I saw it. Good, wasn't it? It was, actually. He was there, old John Briscoe. He swears a lot, doesn't he? He does. Oh, if it's all right, if, if this, you're the fella comes on after reality. I was like, well, reality is officially still going, <laughs> John. <laughs> this is part of reality. That's yeah. funny, yeah. He seemed like I, I didn't get reality show, and then uh, reality shows, then I saw the bit where you come on, and uh, what's it all about? <laughs> I saw you wearing <laughs> hat and dark glasses. I thought, hey, oh, this must be the BBC, F this, F that. He looks he like nice, he's, he's nice, He's affable, he's one of the people, isn't he? But he looks like he's always on the brink of of a fight, didn't he? Yeah. You can see why he smacked that bloke who threw an egg at him. He might yeah. have done that anyway. From the, the general vibe that he's on, he's probably always just looking for a fight. No. I think he's looking for a fight. You just he's just got cheeky. That. He's cheeky. He's lovable. He's got a lovely little crop of hair on his head. And he did have, like, his hair was slightly too long. I wanted to go, hello, and scruffle it, it all up. Bit, isn't it? And give him a sixpence. Yeah, yeah, his hair like was just like... a spider on top of a whip or an egg. <laughs> yeah, it had a long leg spider that just really let itself go. Like a, oh, I egg. can't be bothered. I'm just going to sit here on this egg for a while. Um, yeah, so John Prescott's been here and that was a lovely experience to meet him. Now, Trevor Locke's not here no more because uh, Trevor Locke, it turns out, was using the show as a platform to launch his own career. Trevor's got a uh, pilot for Six Music, so, so watch out for Trevor elsewhere in the BBC. I predict Trevor could become like an Oswald Mosley figure, sort of get a, a black-shirted army no. of thugs behind I, him. I can see him as the New Dale Winton. Uh, New Dale Winton, do you think yeah. so? I'm a, Supermarket suite, maybe, you know, the lottery. What, what will the Trevor Lock show be like? We can only speculate. Um, mm, I mean, whimsical. It'll be whimsical, won't it? It'll probably read a bit of poetry on it and stuff like that. Vo this is voicing dogs. Voicing dogs. Oh, hello. This is the Trevor Lock hello, show. Hello, Bessie. Oh, hello, Trevor. This is my sidekick, Betty. Oh, <laughs> um, but that's, of course, it's only a pilot at this stage. You know, for all we know, it will not get commissioned. So let's not get carried away at this stage. No. You know, perhaps Trevor has been avaricious and overly <laughs> ambitious in this instance. Trevor, we wish you all the best of luck with your future. Of course, we'll still be working with him in some capacity. Right, now we've got a lot of things to clear up from last week. One, Monkey World. Now, uh... <laughs> Did we even mention monkeys last week? Uh, I don't think so. They come up a lot, though, don't they? Those. Oh, we've talked guys. about Monkey World. Yeah, I want to go there. Someone wrote in saying that only humans and sex have. Uh, oh, only humans and dolphins have sex for fun. Says this person. But 
Apparently, loads of animals do it, like bonobo chimps. Well, monkeys masturbate in zoos, don't they? I've seen them at it, mate. And the wild. <laughs> they are wild. Why they <laughs> strum away at themselves like that, like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, we've got, we've got to, like, wrap up that stuff about monkeys. There's stuff about lifeguards. Let's not talk about dolphins having sex this week. Don't bother with it. It's been going on for months. I know, it's really, but for some reason it's captured the imagination of the nation, Matt. I mean, you know, look at this. A great big load of emails. Oh, God. I just found this after listening to your podcast, says Steve, that Cindy, the dolphin that got married, died. I think it, I thought for a minute there, I just imagined that it said it died in a car crash. And I was thinking, <laughs> how the hell did that happen? <laughs> On the way back from the church, it was so ironic. <laughs> what should have been the happiest day of that dolphin's life? Uh, okay, uh, there's another one. Being a recent convert to your podcast, a subject which has caught the ears recently is the discussion about dolphins. See, Matt, people are interested in this. A while ago, I was lucky enough to go on holiday to Kenya. It's funny that they've bothered to put, I was lucky enough to go on holiday. This is from Scott in Ipswich. Ipswich, powder and paid, Ipswich, powder and paid. <laughs> Hello there, Scott in Ipswich, and your lucky holiday to Kenya. I found myself on a boat trip and I swam with them mammals. During the general horror of the boat trip, Q Matt going, I went to Australia, I fell out of a boat in the sea. Every Q time. Russell's saying that. <laughs> he likes to beat me over the head. <laughs> he did go One across. time I did something out of love. <laughs> Backfired. Never do things out of love. I can say Steve riding my peripheral vision. Steve riding the afternoon, but he is everywhere. Oh, Steve riding. Why not see Steve, Steve riding in the morning? Yeah. What happens? Then I just, like, yeah. So he's got no reflection in the morning. No, yeah, that's it. He's like a vampire. I think he, he's, he's in a vortex between the hours of four o'clock <laughs> in the afternoon and six. And uh, perhaps, I don't know, I don't know what the afternoon Let's is. Let's not get bogged down here. Let's not get bogged down in the Greenwich meantime and meridians and things like that. Life's confusing enough. Look, but come on, we've got to learn about these dolphins. During the general horror of this boat trip, blah, 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 like Matt's one, we found a crossbreed lobster sea crab which has the, a claw the size of a man's forearm. That's stupid, isn't it? Because men's forearms are different size. Look at mine, slender, elegant. Look at Popeye's ridiculous great thing with anchor on it. Popeye. Popeye. Why, to, why can't you say words like tomorrow, <laughs> as you say it? Tomorrow. Why is that? <laughs> that's how I talk. That's my special way. So, um, yeah. So, that's saying that's the size of a man's forearm. That's confusing. And apparently, dolphins... Oh, yeah, look. This is, this is confirming what we said, that dolphins and humans are the only animals that like having it off for fun. So, in a way, isn't it natural that we would find each other, that Cindy the dolphin mm. and that human woman would have it it's, off? Hey, it's not true. Loads of animals have sex for fun. What, like? Well, they do it. Why would they do it otherwise? Oh, right. They don't think, oh, God, uh, I'm going to run out of squirrels at this rate. <laughs> I hate them grey squirrels. I ain't forgiven them yet for what they've done to the red squirrels, have you? Um, it is a bit... They nice. come over here, a, <laughs> and they yeah. got our red squirrels. Like, the, they was out of Beatrix Potter, them squirrels. Some red squirrels do survive. Where are they? There's little areas of woodland where they're protected. Are they? Yeah. You did some interesting hand gestures there, Matt Luther King, as <laughs> he standing up for the little squirrel. Uh, so, um, yeah, I still feel angry. When I see grey squirrels, a little bit of me thinks, because I'll tell you why, because they're American squirrels. Who do you think you are? You come over here on ships from America. It's not like they're immigrants in the sense of they were dispossessed squirrels. They were capitalist squirrels from America coming over with their great big nuts coming up attacking our little red squirrels that's all i'm saying yeah so anyway it's animal <laughs> so you think that animals must have sex for fun otherwise there'll be no biological imperative for them to propagate their species yes that we were saying so all animals must. and i think we've talked about animal sex for far too long hold on not yet and we've learned nothing <laughs> dogs do really like it otherwise why would they do it on your leg that's yeah, another exactly. point 
because uh, they're not doing that thinking, right, now we're running out of trouser legs. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't do a snail trail up his shin. Oh, <laughs> oh right, no. Stop it. No, been... oh, Jesus, it's birthday. So, hold on a minute. So, yeah, so we've debunked that myth. All animals have it off for sheer fun. Pervert nation. Maybe there is some truth in what uh, other listeners have described about their exploits having spent time with Randy Dolphins. Can you investigate these claims? We need to warn people who pay good money to swim with dolphins uh, only to be taken advantage of. I love the show. Join the general public uh, on the uh, excellent job you've done on the Brits. Oh, Scott from Ipswich. Thank you. Ipswich, power and pain. So if you're a frog, right, and you mm. reproduce asexually by dropping some... That one drops some spawn, then the frog comes on later and... I don't know why you're doing that mime. Well, that's a frog holding it. It's really? like a frog standing on its hind legs, weeing on some eggs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've got to get it done. No, they so they must have no source of fun in their life. What do you, what's good if you're if a frog? If you're a frog, what is the point? Eating a fly with your long tongue? Yeah, that's a highlight, I suppose. But I think that only really happens on Sesame Street and yeah, cartoons. I don't, I don't think they even do that. In the wild. Maybe they might like it when their neck goes all see-through. When they blow it up like a yeah, bubble. They might like that. That might be quite nice. <laughs> That's been quite a kick. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen this, what I've done? <laughs> but you wouldn't be able to speak while you did it anyway, because your mouth would be shut to hold all the air in. Yeah, I can't see that there's any pleasure in being a frog. And frog spawn, ugh. Mm. Horrible stuff, innit? And do, did you ever get some tadpoles when you was a kid? Um, I did pick one out of a pond and tread on it. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do that in the present tense of the verb to tread rather than the past tense of trot? Is it because you did that very recently? I got and if I were to look at the sole of your boot. I did tread on it. I said did. did. I, did I was in the past. It. I don't do it anymore. <laughs> I don't I do that now. I just sort of saw it as a bit of, uh, you know, that, that popping material. Yeah. Or that seaweed that looks a bit like tadpoles. Yeah, it does, and that together. has the same sensation, doesn't yeah. it? That, that seaweed, yeah, you pop it, it's fun. But I don't think you should do that to tadpoles. No, never. Never. It's alive. I once had a bucket and spade bucket. Uh, and I filled it with frog spawn. A bucket and spade bucket. Yeah, like you know, you get a bucket and spade. Yeah, with little buckets the well like that. Double act. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy. He's like cheeky contestant number three from Blind Date. It's lovable bucket. Okay, all right there. That's your squirrel voice. <laughs> no, squirrels much more posh. Hollywood's disappearing. Ah, this Hollywood. One voice you can do. Hold on. Hello, my name's Mr. Spade. <laughs> they are. Now, if that don't get me another two pictures out of them moguls, I don't know what in God's holy name shall. What's going on about your Hollywood dreams? My Hollywood dreams are going well. What are you well. to tell us? <laughs> the Hollywood dreams are going well now. I've got this part in this film, Matt, right? But uh, I've got to play someone who's a bit more muscly than I am. No, I heard a, a terrifying rumour, and I'm sure it's not true, mm. that you went jogging. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I did go jogging with a man. A man come and took me called Mike. He, we have to go jogging. You do 40 second burst of jogging, then 40 second bit of walking. I so heard you held hands. And he held your hand and you both cried. <laughs> <laughs> we got through some pretty deep stuff, actually, Matt, about the way I relate Where to do you, men. Do you wear a disguise? Well, no, but it looks like a disguise anyway, because I'm just not wearing anything that looks cool. So, you know, when... You've got a hat on? No, just got my hair tied back, and what? I'm running about. Like, remember when we used to go co kickboxing? Not cockboxing. That <laughs> <laughs> were an awful sport. <laughs> Only lasted one lesson at that. Oh. I, I can't keep doing it. I ached for days. It was purple when I went in. <laughs> it really stings now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, remember when we used to go kickboxing? You used to go to me. Uh, it's funny when we're in kickboxing, because you're just some normal bloke. All yeah. long and Once you're out of breath, stupid. you can't... You can't be cool. You can't be cool. You can't keep your composure. You can't think of an epigram when mm. you're just wheezing and someone's punched you in the guts. Remember, though, I did express my individuality sometimes by wearing girlish hot pants. Well, you wore a Rambo headscarf <laughs> and hot pants. <laughs> <laughs>
That is a good way of expressing yourself. Why are we made to do some odd exercises what, like kickboxing? Do you remember we had to hop up the gym? Yeah. And also we had to say, what was that word you had to say? and hus. Hus. You have to go hus and bow to him. Bow to him when you walk in. I didn't like having to bow to him. We didn't. We used to put our fingers crossed behind our backs. <laughs> I tell you what, I don't mean no hus to you at all. F you and your hussing. Yeah, they put us under a lot of sh unnecessary strains, it turns out, because I'm still rubbish at kickboxing. It was the showers afterwards. I remember we had to go in the showers with that angry kickboxer man. Yeah. What, John? Oh yeah. no, don't upset him, because he kills us. He was nice, he gave me a little, he's very good at teaching kickboxing and kickboxing, but yeah, he had a sort but of intensity intense about him. Just sort of, sort of intensely staring. He washed his nuts in that intense way as well, didn't he? Yeah, just and we like, all had to stand in the shower, and we yeah. just nearly vomiting from doing exercise. Yeah, and he was all shower. stood there all <laughs> naked. How's it going, boys? Yeah, I've learning new moves. Hey, yeah, hus, hus. Ah, I feel sick. Can I have a Twix? We have your links. Can I have a bottle of your links, Mister? <laughs> your links makes me smell like a girlfriend. <laughs> so yeah, let's listen to a record. We've got lots of things. We'll probably ring up Noel if he answers the phone, see what's going on. I want to know if his girlfriend's pregnant. What? Why is that in the papers? Saw something like that in the papers. Yeah, it'd be nice. Noel Gallagher will ring up later. We've got lots of problems for people to solve. Mike Ward, the TV critic from The Star, has written a lovely email because he's redeemed of, himself. He's redeemed himself after last week because he wrote an unfavourable review about my Sterling Brit performance and was inundated by the glorious fans of this radio show and the lovely people from our forum fan site. What are you saying, Matt? I just saw a flicker of danger. Then did you see a flicker of yeah. danger? My glorious fans in your eyes, sort of. <laughs> the horizon you were lost <laughs> i know i should say to um uh, marsha lovely marsha my assistant i goes you know we've got to make this regime work better right she goes i don't think you should use the word regime russell <laughs> i went all right right then we've got to get this right in good working order we've uh, got a politician now haven't we not yeah, just old Prezi Prescott. Prescott is on the way out, but we have got young Joe Tidy, who last week was uh, standing for election in the student board for, I don't know, Warwick University or something. He's won, so we've got a politician in our pocket now. Mike Ward has written a lovely email. We'll be uh, talking about all those things, but first, let's listen to the Beach Boys. We're going to listen to the Beach Boys. Yes, the Beach Boys. This will make you feel upbeat. Summary. Summary. Summer's happening. <laughs> Away, if that don't make you feel all uplifted and spiritual, I don't know what will. What's wrong with you, Matthew? It's not the best Beach Boys song, is it? You could have had better that's ones. Good vibrations. Subjective. Yeah, that's quite good, but I like this one because I like that bit where it gets all jolly. Which bit? That bit makes me want to have a cuddle with myself. Oh dear. <laughs> so, right, some of the things we wanted to round up were uh, Joe Tidy, student. <laughs> Why are you looking at me what like that? What is that, that t shirt? I've just noticed. It's it. a nice t shirt. It's, I saw that when you were given it. Mm. No clothes are bought anymore, are they? <laughs> yeah. I buy clothes. What's in the bags? <laughs> and uh, it, it, I said at the time, it looked like you've been drinking bleach and spilt it all down your front. <laughs> Some sort of, I don't yeah, know, so what? thing. But look at the bottom of it. Yeah. It's all out of shape and ragged no, and moth-eaten. It's nice Are those holes in it from fashion or? I didn't know there were holes. Do you think he looks too much like a schmuck or something? 
Schmock. I don't know. Smock. Smock. Schmock. <laughs> what are you, a schmuck? You do look a bit of a schmuck. <laughs> Come on. I think it's a nice t-shirt. No, I think it goes really well with the glittery belt and the army boots. <laughs> <laughs> it's not glittery, it's studded. Is that how you address all the soldiers in your age? <laughs> I don't think you'll be taken seriously. <laughs> right, we're gonna do a coup. Put your boots on properly, private, and put your privates on properly, bootsy. <laughs> It'll be the sexiest revolution in human yeah, history. Um... Yeah, they will. Well done for reminding me, the Chinese still haven't got out of Tibet, Matt. What? They're still there. They've we will week. make one final plot. This is the last time we'll ask nicely. China, get out of Tibet! Do you know anything about that situation? I'm yeah. not proclaiming that I do. Right. What uh, do you know about it? Tibet is its own independent country, and they're all into Buddhism and that. Uh, China's communist. They're not allowed no religions there. China, for reasons what I don't know, have gone to Tibet and nicked it. Now, Tibet wants it back. What are they using it for? I think they use their, like, say you've got a, a cupboard under the stairs, you just keep sort of some shoe boxes under there. Or Christmas decorations. <laughs> old Christmas decorations. <laughs> they keep all their old Christmas decks in Tibet, them tanks at Tiananmen Square, Mao Tse Tung. man shopping who stopped the tank. The shopping man, he said they're going, well, I don't know that. why I bothered, because I've really made an effort and I'm, I've just <laughs> got to stay in Tibet. Uh, so, like, I don't know what they're up to. We'll find out. Someone send us an email, please, explain what's well, we going can't on in Tibet. To tell countries to get out of other countries. We can, Mary. Get out of Tibet! <laughs> get out of that Tibet! All we know, that Dalai Lama, mate, wouldn't be travelling the world saying, asking nicely, can China get out of Tibet, if there was no point to it, would oh, he? Okay. He's wise. He's been alive for ages, apparently, in different incarnations. If, if, so uh, have I. What a boastful claim! <laughs> what are you are you seriously saying that you are better than the Dalai How Lama? I think I can empathise with frogs so well. <laughs> I spent many lives I as a you're frog. You're a frog in this life, the way you carry on, the way you fertilise things. Get on with your papers. Right, Joe Tidy, well done winning your election. We need to know more. We'll have Joe Tidy on the line later. He's on the line now. Joe, right, last week we started uh, getting involved in politics, student politics, uh, and we've made some lad president of his student union. He's on the line now. Joe Tidy, tell us what the hell's been going on. Hi, Russell. Hi, guys. You all right? Uh, yeah, uh, we're very well, thanks, mate. Now, Joe, what happened after last week when we started to support your campaign to become the head of the student union or whatever it was you were up to? Um, it was actually multimedia editor, yeah. But um, it was really good. I had a really good week, actually. I continued campaigning and uh, I milked the fact that I was on your show as much as possible. How did you milk it? Facebook and stuff like that. How did you milk it on Facebook? Yeah, it's one of those, uh, you know, like MySpace. And yeah, I know, I remember. Right, okay, so, like, uh, you milked it on your Facebook. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I set up a thing saying I'm going to be on the Russell Brand show, listen out on Saturday, and uh, and lots of people from my uh, student union and, and my university listened to it, and they loved it, which is good. Got me really? You think that uh, got a lot of votes? Thank you guys for helping me out there, really. Well, you know... When we... Not Trevor, I'm not thanking Trevor. No, don't thank Trevor. Trevor's gone off to pursue his own career. Me and Matt have stayed loyal to this, so as it turns out, you, uh, you have sided with the right people. Now, listen, Joe Tidy, we've yeah. done you a favour now, so in the old Cosa Nostra way, we kind of own you. Now, we've got a few policies that we'd like to see brought to the fore. At what, what is the student union that you're now Prime Loughborough. Minister of? Loughborough. What do you think you'd like Prime Minister Tidy to do, Matt? Well, first of all, there is the grey squirrel. The grey squirrel must be driven from our shores. <laughs> Round them up. Round them up, I say. What are, you, what are your policies on grey squirrels, Joe? And don't say it's not an area that concerns you as head of media at Loughborough University, because it concerns us all. It is an area that 
it concerns me. But um, I don't know. What, what can we do about it? Well, we need to kill all the uh, kill them all and then let the red grow. Yes. No, let's not kill them. Well, I've got an idea. Now, when you're trying to start genocide, you have to dehumanise your enemy. Now, in this right. case, they're already dehumanised because they're that? squirrels. Why are you saying that? Because that's true. That's what you do. Say like you're about to do a genocide, you have to dehumanise your enemy. Because otherwise people go, hold on, we can't what? kill them, they're humans like us. You know, people go, oh no, no, the people of Swansea, they're not like normal people, they eat worms. I'm like, that's just an example. What have you got against Swansea? Well, they eat worms! What are these leaflets in your bag about Swansea? <laughs> Leave those leaflets! My propaganda is my own private business, I'll defend it with my life. Um, no, what it is, is you have to dehumanise your enemy f to start a successful genocide. I mean, I'm not suggesting... They did that very well with Saddam Hussein, did they? Why? What do you mean? Cause, well, because you were talking about it, he, he, he was caught having all Mars bars and stuff, and it makes you feel sorry for him. Yeah, that's right. That they should have dehumanised him. I, like, uh, they had a chance to dehumanise him, they just said, down that little hole, he just had porno mags <laughs> and tampons. <laughs> he was just sat there with loads of porn. Instead of which, they go, he's got fun-sized Mars bars, makes you feel sorry for him. Oh. Comes out with that beard, made me want to give him a lovely cuddle. So, you know, they missed a trick there. Now, right, so let's, why don't you, you, you're in charge of the Loughborough magazine, right? On the front page of your first issue, by way of thanks, we'd like you to have an article called Grey Squirrels Out. <laughs> <laughs> a purge on these filthy little grey beasts, yeah? Okay, we can do that. Good, thanks. We can do that. Consider it done. Thank you. But I don't know how far that'll actually get us, really, in the campaign. It's gonna do well, I think, because people encourage people to attack grey squirrels. If they no, hold on, I'm a vegetarian. Oh, I like grey squirrels, and also I see that uh, what I'm doing here is parodying the idea of racism, of course, which is something that I deplore. So maybe we should embrace the grey squirrel. But it'd just be nice if there were some more red squirrels. All right, I have a red squirrel on the cover, and and a grey squirrel. No, a kissing. picture. Yeah, in a harmony. picture of a red squirrel and a grey squirrel shaking hands. Yeah. <laughs> The, the red squirrel's got an erection, <laughs> and the grey the red squirrel, the grey squirrel hasn't seen the erection yet. He's about to, and he's going to get a surprise of his life. Now, we want that on the front page. Matt, is there anything else that we need to do on our debut campaign? Um... Right, always propagate, uh, you must push people to listen to our show on Radio 2, 9 to 11. Down Hang on, if he's your multimedia editor, that's not political. Yeah. The media's political! Multimedia? We can control everything! It's where I've got the radio and the TV. <laughs> Radio, oh, TV, that. website, he's got lots of power. Right, support all of our projects. We've got a new show coming out on Channel 4 at the end of the year. We've got, uh, what else are we doing? Podcasts. We've got to get that ice cream van. We really have. We're we still have. in We've got an podcast. offer of it, actually. Someone's why offered us... Why don't you give out ice creams at Loughborough, in, in our university? Mm. Loads of people here. Loughborough, eh? Universities, yeah. is it? No, because the girls there will be teenagers, like about 18, are they? Oh, no, Russell didn't go to university, as you can see. <laughs> They'll be teenagers, will they? Fifteen, I suppose. <laughs> doing their doctorates. <laughs> doing their doctorates. Bobby Soxers, are they? Expect they'll be listening to the monkeys records. <laughs> well, I'm not going there, let me tell you. Um, no, all right, well, we might put that on our tour. We'll do an ice cream tour and we'll broadcast from the back of the van. That won't be expensive. Let's look at our production team. <laughs> they look really pleased about this. All right, we'll come to Loughborough University, but just remember to be spreading our message, Joe Tidy. We will, I will do. You're yeah, our yeah. first you politician. Joe, it's, you know... We want to ride into Loughborough University on donkeys with people throwing... Palm leaves, is yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. Jesus, and roses. Roses, yeah, they didn't have them in them days, but let's update it a bit. Ah, nice one. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't really do that burping, but I won't well. It wasn't really a burp, it was... What was, was it, it? A splatter? It was a sort of escaping gas from your body. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm on my way out. Alright, Joe Tidy, so what are you going to do with your delicious power? Um, well, I'm going to I'm gonna try and 
restructure the media centre to make it uh, more effective and to serve the students better. Last yeah. week on your show, I, I may have lapsed. I may have said something which I don't, didn't really believe in. I said I'm going to spin hate stories. That's not true. No. Mikey, uh, your guy Mikey told me that someone had sent in an email saying, I don't trust Joe Tidy. Mm. Rob Hastings, because of, that, because of what I said. I just want to clear that up. Yes, look at this. To, what's happened to Rob Hastings? He's dead. Listen to this. This is from this is from Alice. Oh, God. She goes, look, I just listened to your last podcast, and I think Joe Tidy sounds like a horrible person with his plans <laughs> for hate campaigns. People at his university should not vote for him. He bribes people with sweets. A lot of people like sweets, Alice. I do bribe people with sweets, but I'm not going to do that. No hate campaigns. Look, we're gonna we're trying to start a lovely new regime, a glorious new era of peace and love. Regime yeah. has negative connotations. What should we call it? Uh, um, utopia. Glorious new utopia, with lots of restrictions <laughs> <laughs> and penalties for non-compliance. You can't wear those boots, mate. They're not the boots of a peacemaker. These are, these are the boots of a peacemaker. Yeah, did man. you hear that? <laughs> That's the sound of peace being brought to you. Flip-flops. <laughs> yeah, all right, I'll wear flip-flops. All right then, Joe Tidy, thank you very much for your time. You are a thank good you. man. Well done becoming a politician. Bye-bye. There goes Joe Tidy, everyone. So Joe Tidy now, he's our politician. That's good, isn't it? No, because it's so small time, it's barely, he might as well have a squirrel on our side. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not a bad idea. Why don't me and you, Matt, go out into Regent's Park after the show with some acorns, and just get some of those little guys on the team. Do you remember when we, we went to Regent's Park and I'd met that girl? What? And that's, we were sitting where with Nan and I, where they sit in the film with Nan and I, and oh, I just yeah. met that girl, and I was too scared to phone her, and so you phoned her and pretended to be me. Yeah, we were in a shop, right, at like a second-hand clothes shop in Camden, and Matt fancied this girl, and I goes, like, and got, he got her number, then he was too scared to ring her, because he's a pansy. No, her number was on the side of the bag, which was on part of the shop. And oh, I yeah. sort of flirted with her a bit, and you said, yeah, go on, and I said, oh, I've, I want to go, I should have said something to her, I want to go back, and you went, Come on then, I'll go back if you want. I went, no, no, I won't. And then you said the number's on the bag. Yeah, and I and goes, let's ring up. I goes, I'll ring her and pretend to be you. So I rang while we were sat there in the park, and it wasn't that with now and I place, with our stupid with now and I relationship. And I rang up and goes, oh, hello, I'm that bloke from just now. <laughs> do, do you want to get out of me and that? And I just all was all charming to her, chatted her right up, and then Matt went on the date with her. Yeah. And, and we went, you'd had it off with her before she knew that she, that I was Gerard, what's that thing? With, um, Cyrano, Depard, yeah. oh, Cyrano um, Rock, de Bergerac, yeah. innit? I was like, yeah, I was charmed her remotely. Isn't that about someone with a huge long nose? Yeah. So you're saying that I'm too ugly to do things No. Oh, it's the other way he's around. The, yeah, the good you're the big one. nose. <laughs> Don't be so childish. Cheers for the help, big nose. <laughs> Bye, I'm about to have some sex. No, um, I told her before. I don't know, actually. You didn't. You had it off with her and then probably went, No, I wouldn't that. Do was that. someone else That's on how I had phone. it off with people. You did have it off with her, yeah. as I remember. Special cuddle. Yeah, it was very special and unconventional, if you know what I mean. Yeah? Yeah? Dirty no. little what? devil. <laughs> That's not for that. That's not what that's for. You can't say things like that, <laughs> especially in a completely unfounded and true way. Alright, that's enough of that. Right, afterwards we'll talk about Mike Ward and we'll probably be helping people with our item, Cry for Help, where you can be helped. Not now, because we're sitting live. But some people are going to get some right bloody help coming to them. What are we going to listen to, Matthew? We're going to listen choice? to Joe's Garage by Frank Zappa and we could give this, you know, put this out for old Tidy Boy. Yeah, this Same's is... Joe, isn't it? <laughs> this See? Is, this is for you, Tidy Boy! You dirty little politician! I suppose it's Joe's Garage, because it's American. You can't go Joe's Garage, can you? Yeah, I know. Joe's Garage! 
Something called Joe's Garage. That's Joe's Garage by Frank Zappra, I suppose. You listen to Russell Brand on BBC Radio 2. Last week, you may have remembered, you may have, re- you may remember in the present tense, I don't know what you've remembered <laughs> in the past, let's not get bogged down with context. Uh, Mike Ward, uh, the TV critic and the star, wrote a scathing and hurtful review of me in the, uh, in his column oh, about you. me doing the Brits. Yeah. <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> review Look you. at him, look at his legs and eyes, ridiculous. He has his dinner too late. <laughs> Who would eat dinner at such a time? Prod him with a chopstick. Uh, he wrote it of the Brits, yeah. And uh, but like I was hurt by it, and I mentioned it on this radio show, and people have in a new low for professionalism. <laughs> yeah, we found a trough. We found a ledge <laughs> beyond the edge. To quote Bill Hicks, a new low there. Um, yeah. So Mike. So lots of people in support of me emailed Mike Ward saying that they'd been out of order, but sending loving, generous messages. Well, some of them was rude and sarcastic, but mostly <laughs> they were loving messages to Mike Ward, uh, saying you shouldn't say them horrible things about dear old what, Russell Brand. Threatening love. Scary I love. I think scary love. I think Mike Love oh, is saying there's such a nice guy at number fifteen. <laughs> yeah, it would be awful if something bad happened to you if you got a cuddled a bit too tight at number fifteen, <laughs> Alcon's Grove. Wouldn't that be awful, Mike? Um, no, I think they just he just got right, really loving emails. There's loads of them here from all our lovely supporters. Michelle Robinson, France. That's nice, isn't it? She she, uh, she sent a lovely one. Uh, Look at this. That's from Imogen. Quite simply, Imogen. You're just saying names, Russell. Lucy Spencer. (laughs) (laughs) Spencer joined in, did she? Yeah, yeah. No, no. She well, she was actually back, but she joined in from the holiday. Oh, brilliant. Uh, Yes, I love your show. Oh, so sorry, Uncle Albert. (laughs) Do you remember? Oh, yeah, we played that song. I'm so sorry, Uncle Albert, by Paul McCartney, because well, Matt's obsessed with it and thinks that it only relates Uh. to false and (laughs) horses because it was played in that once. We soon put him straight on that matter. But yeah, Mike Ward was inundated with letters from uh, adoring fans of this show and uh, and just gender of our belief system. He is now, Mike Ward has sent an email to me. Dear Russell... Are you sure this is from him? Mm. No, I am, yeah, because it's Mike at MikeWard.tv, which is the address that he has uh, in his paper. I've had a fair few uh, emails following your latest show uh, with your listeners taking me to task extremely nicely in all but a couple of cases, I should stress, for what I wrote in the Daily Star about your Brits performance. If they were to get together and compare notes, they'd immediately notice that I'd sent each of them pretty much the same response, a copy of which I've included at the end of this email. I appreciate that sending a stock reply might seem a bit lazy, but I wanted to choose my words carefully. I'm wishing I'd chosen them, chosen them a little more wisely when I wrote the offending review, to be honest, because having looked back at what I said in the paper, I now acknowledge that my choice of words was unnecessarily harsh and personal. Well, Mike, that is nice of you to have said that thing. That's really big of him. Mike, you're a good man. Mike Ward, we forgive you, and people that have been sending him them loving emails, well done, but don't send him no more loving emails. Because... No, send him stuff saying... Saying, well done, Mike, you're a lovely bloke. Apparently he's going to put it in his column next Monday. Look, I'll be acknowledging your fans' responses in my next column, the one on Monday, the March 12th. So thank you very much. Uh, I don't like to use the word fans for the people that support us. I prefer the word loyal terror army because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are all one we are all one so i don't know what what should we say what should we call the people that support us man well, you've got army boots on you'd speak of regime <laughs> <laughs> tell us uh, we're not trying to commit genocide 
very much uh, the watchword is dehumanisation. <laughs> Don't try genocide. What's the mistake you've made? You've gone for your genocide, you've not dehumanised, you'll fall down Always every time. Always dehumanised. I can't stress this enough. No it's... better than rats. Just bear that in mind. <laughs> Crikey, yeah, I see that looks bad now, Matthew. Um, okay, well... Loyal and decent fellow brothers, brothers, comrades, comrades. Thank you, comrades, for sending them uh, for sending them emails because it's really made me feel better. Now, are there any other things we should be campaigning against, Matt? Why do you keep putting me on the spot with these get things? Get out of bed, China! Oh, that. And get right out! You know squirrels? Don't get nearly out of China, then go back and say, oh, we need a few things we've left there, oh, it's a tennis racket. Get right out of China! Well, let them, I think, do it by degrees. By degrees, right. Get a bit out. Today. Just go near the edges of it. Stand, hover near the edge. What about the, in the Put China? Put one foot back in China. <laughs> go on, it's not that bad in China. You're from there anyway. You'll like it. You'll have a cuddle when you get in. They can make Tibet World in China. Sort of recreate it as a sort of theme park. Make a Tibet World theme park. Then you've got your own Tibet and the people of Tibet can live there. They'll though. be jealous and they'll be over there within they'll days. Be, oh, you'll see. <laughs> they'll be sorry you ever left in no time at all. You can have a Dalai Lama ride where not that much happens, but you just realise that the ride was meaningless hey hello deep. hello hey yes stand you, up philosopher you met Dalai Lama or something? no but why can't i because i've met prescott you met prescott now. i met him right nice and there were no problems prescott's i thought had much darker eye bags than he did then you thought he had had darker would I have think, had darker eye bags i think he bags. has a makeup lady that makes his eye bags look darker no. look, look he's looking working harder squinting i think matthew what happened is is you have looked at caricatures and drawings of him and taken that as the real him that line what do you think i am I think, you, I think you think cartoons are real i think you'd like to get uh i think you'd like to cuddle tom and jerry and go up to your telly and cuddle it i, I bet you i bet you kissed the screen no. when wonder woman no, was on me. Don't know all <laughs> i did <laughs> when Wonder Woman was on, I used to kiss the telly. Cause I didn't I know why she had bangles that reflected bullets. Deflected bullets. Why? That's a good gift. This is unrealistic. Not if you can see things And she had quick. a whip. Yeah, that whip was stupid. They also, she had to engineer situations in which to use the whip. Mm. The whip was not that good. Like Indiana Jones, he was always thinking, oh, I'll use my whip. It just... Get out! Yeah. Just stop nicking people's artifacts and treasures. Oh, the Elgin marbles, I'll have them. Indiana Jones was essentially pillaging people's cultures, wasn't he? Mm. In a good-looking debonair way. <laughs> Matt just holds his little hand sometimes and drifts off while I talk. Don't you agree with me, Indiana Jones? Yes. Now, right. Is it time for tea? I think I'd like to sit down now. It's Jim Savazadon. I'll be glad, but you're back in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but trouble. Shall I go back to Hollywood now? Yeah. Talk. Where's my Hollywood pencil case? <laughs> I've got no, I need a new compass for Hollywood. I need pink it for Hollywood. So you're going to be away filming for ages? Two months in Hawaii, you'll come. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, you come because we'll have to do these radio shows. Also, in Hawaii? Also, we've got our new teleprogram. Do them from Hawaii. In the grass skirts on a beach. Coconut bras! Hello! Hello there! Ba -ba 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 -da. Coconut bras! No, I won't be allowed to go Of course you will, we'll work it out. I can't cast that much to go Hawaii. <laughs> 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 I, why, I. <laughs>
Hold on, we're going to help someone now in a little light, and we like to call Cry for Help. Hold on, but before that, let's, for a final time, thank you, Mike Ward. You're a decent and yep, fine man. Time. Although I don't like it that he doesn't think I'm funny, because I objectively am funny. Like, I've won different awards for it, Time Out Comedian of the Year, that was before the hype started, and uh, British Comedy Best Newcomer, that's And there's a joke the coming started. at the end of this sentence. There's going to be a joke <laughs> any minute now. So, right, yeah, thank you, Mike Ward, that was damn decent of you, and uh, thank you. That's it. Is it. Do you want to add anything, Matty Morgs? No, I think it's really good, and yeah, it also nice. it's a warning to other people <laughs> that we have got a loyal army. The terror army could be turned at any point. Yeah, thank you very much for your support, lovely people from the fan site. So, uh, okay, yeah, it is something important, right? We do this item, cry for help. Someone's got a problem, we help them. It's that simple. All they have to do is go, help, after they've described their problem to us. Here's a rough outline of this person's problem. The person is Zoe. And, well, should we just get Zoe on the line and see what Get her is? up. Zoe, are you there, dear? I am here, Russell. How are you? Oh, I feel ever so well, you know. I feel that the world's a good place now. Mike Ward done a decent thing, didn't he? I've met John Prescott. I've got a good feeling about the Chinese leaving Tibet any day now. You know, the birds are singing, trees okay. are in bloom. How okay. are you? I'm very well, thank you very much. Why are you calling us, then, for some help of some kind? Yes, I have a bit of a problem. Come on, we can help you. Me and Matt are good at problems. I hope so. Um, I have an irrational fear of people that are dressed up in costumes. Who, like burglars? No. <laughs> no, like football mascots and people yeah. dressed up in gorilla outfits and things like that. Right, it's an irrational fear, is it? Why is it irrational? Because I suppose they're not going to do anything because they're clodding about, they can't really no, see. exactly right, yeah. I don't actually know what I'm scared of. Right, well, we can analyse it and we'll get to the bottom of it. Because thinking about it, you should be more to say, right, I like, when I go to West Ham, there's some mascots on the pitch. There's one bloke that's dressed up as a hammer, right? Yeah. Fair enough, West yeah. Ham, the hammers. Then there's someone that's a teddy bear in a West Ham kit. That's a bit extra. Why do you need that? Because that teddy bear's got nothing to do with West Ham. Then, but perhaps it's for the kids or something, then there's a dog wearing a nurse's uniform. Like what? A, wearing a blue skirt and a blue jacket and a blue hat. I don't know what it is. I can't work out. It looks like, say that... The, a lady dog. Yes. Say that, right, you know, this is the best way to explain it to you, Matt. Say Dog Tanyon happened in the modern days, yeah? Yeah. And then Dog Tanyon fell off his bike, and he had to go to the hospital, and yeah. he, he's found out that his sister was a nurse at that hospital. Well, you found that out when he went there. Yeah, that's right. Like, it's only a chance meeting. He's an idiot, and no wonder he fell off his bike. <laughs> <laughs> he don't even know who he's related to. How can he learn the Green like Cross code? Lincoln. He hasn't taken any interest in his family's careers. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you're always in the hospital? Well, I must say, I'm very proud. <laughs> and my leg seems to be broken. Oh, have you fallen off your bike? Are you working? <laughs> Brilliant! What's for tea tonight? <laughs> Where's Mum? She's dead, Dog Tanyon. Okay, <laughs> who are these three other guys that are named after perfume? They're the Musker Hounds. We'll just get involved with some of their schemes. Yeah, well, anyway, she would look like that, all right? A nurse from a futuristic I'm glad Dr. that's Tanyan. the best way to describe it to What me? other way is there? What's Name wrong one with other me? way. What's wrong with me? <laughs> the only way you can describe a dog. What is it? Dog dressed as a nurse. Why can't you just say that? I got it straight because away. Because um, you want to think of the type of style of draftsmanship, and it's right. the, the dog 
D'Artagnan style of draftsmanship. Yeah. It's not Disney-esque. Like a little black snookable nose. Little black snookable nose. And also, I don't like the way it lumbers about. And it's dressed as a nurse. You think if that was to administer any medical procedure, it'd be clumsy. You don't want it mm. giving you a shot of adrenaline or anything. Because no. it'd just plunge like a, a bike pump into your throat. Do you ever actually watch the game? Not, not really. I'm just worrying about that dog, you just Matt. stare at that dog. <laughs> I've asked it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going out with that dog now. Well, let's help this lady. Come on then, lady! <laughs> you, you're scared. Well, I've let her know my views on them dogs. Oh, okay. Well, you, so you don't know why you're scared, but let's try and work out why it could be. Okay. Why is it? <laughs> could it be because they're sort of know, big? Bro. Did you have teddies when you were... Hold on, well, no, do actually, you? I'll tell, mm. I'll tell you what. I think where it stems from is when um, I had my sixth birthday party at Wimpy. <laughs> Wimpy? <laughs> Wimpy. I had were, one there. And it, yeah, yeah, that bloke comes out. You know, I ate him. Mr Wimpy. Yeah, do you know him, Matt? Have you seen Yeah, he's like, a beef eater with a massive, massive yeah. nose. Also, didn't he crop up in Popeye? No. <laughs> that was Wimpy who ate hamburgers. Yeah, but that's oh. where it got the name from. Wimpy. Doesn't even look like hamburgers. Him. Huh? Is, huh? Isn't he a king? Who's a king? No, he's I, a I beef think he's been made a king now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let Dog Tanyan find out. Okay. He'll be furious. <laughs> he was jealous enough when he had a hamburger stand. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> so, you went to a party at Wimpy. Sixth birthday party at Wimpy, and yeah. um, Mr. Wimpy came out to give me a birthday present halfway through. You said that as if he was a visiting dignitary, as if you met Nelson Mandela. <laughs> <laughs> and then Wimpy came out, we were all very proud. He, he gave me a Victoria Cross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, he, um, he knocked me over. What? Uh, That's out of order. Yeah, and I just went flying across the floor. Did they give you any compensation? No. Not even a I did burger. get my birthday present, though. What, what was it? I think it was some kind of book. <laughs> what a rubbish kind of birthday. Book. You got well, savaged by a Mr. Wimpy. Yeah. And then you got a book, which is boring when, until 13, and only then porn, isn't it? So, like... <laughs> what? Well, book isn't a good birthday present, is it? It's the greatest yeah. gift. You want Star Wars figures. If, like me, Christmas, if it wasn't Star Wars figure-shaped box, I would If it was clothes or a book, it was boring. Thought, oh, like, then you got to a certain age and a book was really, quite good. When they're buying you clothes or books, they're buying presents for your parents, really, to just yeah. shut you up or clothe you, mm. isn't it? That's... But unless it's like a Superman outfit. Mm, all right, yeah, Batman outfit that year, that was good, fair enough. Yeah, I got up early that year, but I was ill. So, in a way, was it a poison chalice, is what I'm saying. Um, okay, so, well, obviously it's that then, if you were slugged to the floor on your sixth birthday by a drunk Mr. Wimpy, <laughs> who's forgot to zip up his <laughs> costume. You're on. Okay, happy birthday, Mr. Wimpy, you haven't done your job. I sampled the children. <laughs> Mr. Wimpy, you've wet yourself. <laughs> You stink of scotch! Oh, my wife's left me! Happy birthday! Oh, I sleep in the costume! <laughs> this costume keeps me warm! I slept in my car! <laughs> yeah, well that's obviously why, Zoe, because Mr. Wimpy felt you up when you was a top. Knocked, you, knocked you over, knocked you over. Go on. i back those terrible memories now. Sounds horrible. I know what's scary about Matt's got saying probably some theory about Freud's uncanny. Go on. No. If you, when you were a child and you approached one, they were huge, weren't mm. they? Big. Yeah. And what, what I didn't like was you spoke to it and then its voice came out of a bit of cloth. <laughs> 
it was below its head or like yeah. in a weird place like one of its eyes had a big sort of bit of um, little gauze and the voice was coming out of there and so in that moment you realize it's not mickey mouse or whoever yeah. it's mm. a teenager in a suit plus That's mickey mouse wouldn't act like that would he all lumbering mickey mouse was nimble like an yeah, agile. Exactly, yeah. They're like these big lumpen cloth oafs. It's like they're sort of smack addicts. <laughs> Don't <laughs> say that. Disney will kill us. We meant all of them mascots, particularly the one at West Ham. The way they move, yeah, all sort of. Um, yeah, all and slow their heads and That's the thing, their eyes aren't working eyes, are they? Obviously, they're part of the costume. Dead so they don't stare. look at you with their eyes. They sort of, their heads hovers down. It's your birthday! Are you the birthday girl? And yeah. Like, obviously, the Mickey Mouse, he's not going to do the right voice, is he? Can't do that right voice. Hey, Pluto! Happy birthday! I could have done it when I was an outworker. You did do it, didn't you? Yes, Be so honest. For many, many, then many you were drunk years. and you lived in a car. <laughs> I did. That's where we got the inspiration for that from. Yeah, okay. Well, it's obviously that then. But also, I suppose, you know, it's a bit eerie, isn't it? Like, the so, so immobile, cold eyes, disembodied voices. It's natural that you're scared of them. But why is that a problem, Zoe? Just don't spend any time with them. You're not going to have uh, to, are you? No, the problem is, is that um, my boyfriend is... One of them! You're going out of Goofy from Euro <laughs> Disney. Yeah, my other boyfriend is taking me to uh, Paris for my birthday next month. Yeah, and nice, romantic, lovely. Yeah, very nice. And he wants to go to Euro Disney while we're there. Why? I don't know. He Tell him not to. How old is he? Are you going out of a 12-year-old? <laughs> Are you trying to recapture your youth because of being knocked over in a wimpy bar? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Who are you going out with? Doogie Howser? Listen, he was what? a doctor. <laughs> yeah, he would he was... not have gone to Euro Disney. No, he wouldn't. He would have said... He wouldn't have been able to get the time off. Look, we can, <laughs> we can have a quick trip to the Louvre, but then I've really got to go back. I didn't like that program. I've got a dialysis operation. I didn't trust him. I was just I... saying to kids, in your face, kids, this kid's a doctor. What have you achieved? <laughs> Don't take such a hostile attitude to Doogie. He was an inspiration. Arrogant. He wasn't. He was saying to aspire to. It made me think, well, there's no point in trying. <laughs> If I'm not a doctor now, I never will be. I'll tell you what, there was one episode where Doogie Howser, he's into, uh, integrate himself into Can his actual peer the group. the full title, please? Doogie Howser, doctor. MD. Doogie MD. He, to, he wanted to integrate himself into his natural peer group of other teenagers his own age and that. Uh, so he had to go to a party, as I remember. It was sort of the vibe of Teen Wolf. Uh, he dressed himself up in black clothes, right? A black pair of jeans, black leather jacket and that. And I remember thinking, I like how Doogie Howser looks. I'm going to get them things. So I got some of those things down Gray's Market, then went Petticoat Lane with my mum. And like the only trains we could get that were sort of like the black ones were these uh, Michael Jackson-inspired LA gears that were for girls. And they had like Michael Jackson's little feet, you know, like when he goes, <laughs> and that goes yeah, up yeah, on yeah, his yeah. toes. That was the emblem of it. And they were girls' trainers with studs on them. And I went around wearing them for a bit, and it affected the way I was viewed in the community. Yeah. Doogie Howser. So if you think you've got a grievance with him because you were sorrowful about not being a surgeon when you were nine, I'd start dressing like a rent boy. So it caused me immeasurable problems. But did earn me a few quid. You took your fashion cues from someone who was unfashionable, desperately trying to be fashionable. No, but hold on, I think someone gave him a makeover, like some cool girl, like happens in musical montage. There was a musical montage with, you know, he come out and goes, this time, you know, he puts yeah. spreads on this time, then he's wearing a Hawaiian yeah. shirt, she shakes her head, then eventually, they both nod, you know. You're yeah. so world-weary and cynical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not world-weary, I'm an upbeat sort of optimist. Alright, so you've got to go to Euro Disney with your fella, Zoe. That is a big problem because it's going to be full of those great big cloth ogres Absolutely. looming at you. So yeah. you've got to either tell him you're terrified of them or you've got to overcome your fear. What are you going to do? 
I don't know. I think overcome your fear. Now, why don't you... Right, there's them people called plushies, isn't there? Them perverts that dress up as a cuddly rabbit and then have it off with someone dressed as a cuddly squirrel. They don't even squirrel. have it off. They don't even have it off? They just cuddle and... Where's the sex? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can. I'm sure some of them do, but a lot of them don't. Why is, why is Mikey holding up two fingers there? Mikey, have you slept with some of them? One of the people on our team has slept with two plushies. <laughs> Either that, or he's done something with them digits. Don't smell them fingers now, that Mikey, or I'll lose trust you. All right, two minutes left before we're all fired. Okay, well, <laughs> um, listen, uh, Zoe, uh, I think what you need to do is we'll get some of them plushy costumes. Why don't you come here? Sort out with Mikey, uh, our sh who helps at our show. I don't know what his job is, but he's always here. Right, t tell him the details, right? You come up here. Me and Matt will dress up as, like, I don't know, I'll dress up as a grey squirrel. Matt will be a red squirrel. Both of us will have great big bushy dinkles. <laughs> and then, uh... And then what we'll do is cuddle you senseless, dressed up as that. What do you think about that, then? Um... <laughs> it's quite an opportunity, yeah. Zoe. She's, she's yeah, looking in her diary and she really can't see a window. Me, Russ, to be honest. Don't uh, be afraid. Be I think the boyfriend should dress up as, you know, Yosemite uh, Sam no, or one of those I guys. I don't want him to know, Matt, that I have this issue. Mm. I've only been seeing him for a couple of months and I don't want him to think I'm a bit... <laughs> Bit of a loony. Hide your true self from him, else he will leave you. <laughs> Don't ever let him know. On the day of Euro Disney, pretend to have a mental breakdown. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs> Thank you very much for your call, Zoe. Okay, I expect you're wondering what's going on in the world, because me and Matt certainly are. What I reckon's probably happened. The, the news will go a little something like this: Bong. Chinese have gone to the edge of Tibet now, on their way out of Tibet. Bong. Chinese build Tibet world. Grey squirrels <laughs> have all been exterminated. Time now for a bit of the old news. This is 88 to 91 FM Radio 2 from the BBC. Andrea, say squirrel sex. Online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. Rocksteady, Aretha Franklin, Russell Brand, Radio 2, all these things are words, and <laughs> in their own way, they're relevant to this situation. Just Why now, breath? because I've been put a dog's jumper on my head and <laughs> danced about, that's why, Matt. You should be fitter than that. Oh. If you've been doing your running and you'll keep fit, mm, yeah, you're right. you danced for about a minute in a dog's jumper. See, it was quite good dancing and the dog's jumper was on my head. Was it restricting your breathing? Mm, yes, enough, yes. Enough to warrant that? It, that's why it happened, because the dog's jumper that I've been sent from Japan, it seems, from this special writing. It's nice, isn't it? It's nice, the writing. It's nice, the dog's jumper. So your eye holes are actually the dog's four-leg holes. That's right. I pulled it over my head, Matt, at your behest, and the dog's leg holes would be my eye holes. But what I didn't like is when hair went across the eye hole. Yeah. Mr. Wimpy, who we were discussing earlier, didn't have eyes, did he? Don't try and make this sound grown up. I'm not trying to make anything <laughs> sound... Mr Wimpy, who came up earlier in the programme, um, had no eyes. The yes. listeners joined just joining <laughs> us. We were talking about Mr Wimpy, and uh, Matt pointed out he had a nose like a boiled potato. Mr G said, you can't see Mr Wimpy's eyes because they're below the ridge of his hat. Yeah, how could... He's meant to be, like, appeal to children. He can't even see his eyes. How can... Yeah. Why not trust this faceless goon? <laughs> <laughs> this terrifying ghoul. Hello, would you like a hamburger? The word goon is scary. Goon. There was some goon. Because it was from Popeye as well. It's disgusting, Peyton. 
That was Popeye. <laughs> Popeye. That um, dog's jumper's nice. It's on, on your head. You look like a sort of a villain. You said. Well. What like then? Sort of terrorist from some brightly coloured knitting community. <laughs> terrorist from Rainbowland. Yeah. That's all right. Why not be that? Um, also, I was in Meriki and there was a like Ronald McDonald looks different there. They've made him more futuristic. He's frightening. Yeah, I think that was George Bush. Oh, yeah, that's him. <laughs> also, he's got a lot more power now. Uh, he don't wear that wig, but he does start wars. He's washed his makeup off and he's angry. He's furious about it. I think he wants his lipstick back and he thinks it's been hidden in a rack under some seashells and he's prepared to go to any lengths <laughs> to get it back. China, get out of Tibet. Come on. Because I listened to the news then. I didn't actually because it's pre recorded. But I'm pretty sure that the Chinese have not yet left Tibet. Get out! That is the lot. We will ask again at the end of the show, but we really mean it. Um, Andrea Simmons last week on the radio said she's not scared of me, did she then, Matt? She said that. Right, well, Andrea Simmons, you better start doing some of our bloody buzzwords. Because we're going to come in that buzzwords. studio. Buzzwords, yeah, you know. Pop swatch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things like that that we say. Um, do you remember, sometimes we think about, you know, sitting under the desk Don't of a newsreader. when you're talking about You yourself. think it as well, sitting under the desk of a newsreader, like, say, Jan Leeming or Moira Stewart, them ones that was newsreaders when we was kids. I used to think it, just think... Jan Leeming. Jan Leeming, Moira Stewart. Sue Lawley. Sue Lawley, yeah. All them Nicholas Witchell. Not Witchell, not Witchells. <laughs> oh, they'd be under the desk and they're just reading the news and they're just yes, carrying us normal. Yes, we know the rest. And we... <laughs> We go to town <laughs> on their pants. A revolting man. Bye. This is Jan Leeming. <laughs> noble Jan would want you under her desk. Hello, time. this is Moira Stewart. Uh, today there's been... Mm, I'm not so sure no. I care. Ah! I think there's a beaver under here. <laughs> well, there Hello. certainly is. Oh, so, okay. Uh, what have I done? We've got something important to say. Oh, yeah, Ronald McDonald looks all weird in America. Right, that's Well, that. no, come on. Well, he just all feminised. I had to, part of my thing, I had to stop off in a McDonald's. I didn't like it there. And, uh, and I was against it. Part of my thing? I was on my way to this casting for this movie. And, I reckon uh, that was the casting. <laughs> I'll be playing Do a clown. Do you want fries with that? <laughs> Do, Do you want you? fries? Can I? <laughs> Could I supersize ya? Could I? Could I? <laughs> Make my day spunk. I mean punk. Oh, just have your chips. Go on, F off. Fries, you've got to call them fries. Well, I don't have to. Apparently they can accept me for what I am. So did you get the job? I got one gold star already <laughs> after my first week. So, uh, yeah, hold on, and we're supposed to be helping others. We yes, are. Yes, we are, but you started this blind alley about Ronald McDonald looking feminine. It led to something good about George Bush, thankfully. Yeah, that I said. Oh, oh, great, yeah. Let's break down who does what, shall we? Let's, <laughs> let's sit here and pour over the spoils like a couple of gurning pirates. <laughs> now, come on, we're supposed to be helping someone. I can't remember who the edit is. It's your mate. N no, not him. Oh, we're right. playing this Dean Owens uh, new album, Whiskey Hearts, that's out in May. We'll be playing a track off that in a minute, but I'll hype it up properly. But firstly, isn't there someone on the phone? Mikey, is there someone on the phone for us? Right, if you're on the phone, say hello, because I've forgotten who you are. Anthony's on the line. Anthony, hello, mate. Hello, Russell. How's it going? It's going very well. How's it going with you? Me and Matt are in fine... Well, I don't know, I'm quite upbeat. Matt's just like some greedy little schoolgirl <laughs> squirrelling toffees up his petticoat. That's what he's like <laughs> most days. Doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Doesn't even make sense. Go on, mate, should we help you, Anthony? What, tell us a bit about you before we start. Let's, let's not have this too formal. What makes you tick? What what's, makes me tick? What's uh, the man behind the mask? 
the man behind the, the man behind the myth. The myth, the legend. I'm a, I'm a simple man with simple wants and needs, Russell. What are they? Let's sort you out. Uh, well, what my plea for help or generally? Well, let's aim it towards the plea for help, and if any uh, like avenues <laughs> crop up, we'll explore them and all. Okay. Um, I play I play Sunday football with nice. Him, but quite some time. Keeps you fit, helps you uh, bond and have camaraderie with your chums. That's exactly it, but the camaraderie's taken a turn for the worse this season. No. And, um, yeah, uh, it used to be that it, I'd just turn up on a Sunday, we'd have the usual pre-game McDonald's meal and then... Other meals are available. You shouldn't eat that before doing sport. I don't know, on a Sunday... Especially not, not with this new feminised Ronald McDonald. Yeah, wearing have a burger. Here, have okay. a bit. Here, do you want to butter my burger? I've got crutchless knickers on. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Come on. So you'd... you'd come on. I you'd say anything I like as long as I say, come on. Come on, I'm alright. So you'd have a little <laughs> nosh on a burger, and then you and your mates would involve indulge in a bit of camaraderie. Come on, tell us then about it. Then we'd play football, yeah, and then mm. you'd have the uh, communal shower after, in obviously a non-homoerotic way. What's wrong with homoeroticism? We like it. We're not going to attack... Uh, we like gays on this show. We're bang into it. In fact, we were trying to find where the L. Peter Thatcher was only last week. <laughs> uh, in fact, we've got an email on that from Carl Mills. Dear sirs, on recent shows, you raised the question of Mr. Peter Tatchell's whereabouts. A few weeks ago, I was in Edinburgh with a wife. We were standing at a pedestrian crossing <laughs> in Princes Street when I became aware of a presence to my left. A presence? Woo, what's it going to be? I glanced round and noted that I was in fact standing next to the aforementioned Mr. Tatchell. He happened to be wearing a very fetching pair of red jeans. He was with a studenty fellow, but was not carrying a Tatchell satchel. That must be his son. <laughs> Matthew, he's allowed to have it off. Right, so, uh, and anyway, we know that uh, tatchel satchels is a term Matt invented to describe a bag I had a little while ago. It was like a little level, leather satchel bag thing. Matt said it was my tatchel satchel. Peter Tatchel, keep up your gay campaigning and that... Well, not that his campaign is gay, it's for gayness. <laughs> <laughs> that is very effective. <laughs> so, um, come on then. Right, so, yeah. Come on, let's get this man's problem. Come on, Anthony, what seems to be the troubles? Don't get sidetracked by Peter Tatchel. You're obsessed with gay rights. Why are you reading out emails? What's wrong with you, Anthony? I'll try not to think about Tatchel too much. Go on. Um, so, yeah, we, we play football, we have a shower, it's all good fun. Right. Recently, someone introduced the game of uh, the moment someone's got shampoo in their hair or their eyes, let's mm, we on our team, put it in your eyes. Don't, right, firstly, don't put shampoo in your eyes. <laughs> put it on your hair, unless you've got really hairy eyes, in which case you are from another plane of reality, <laughs> and I'm afraid of you. <laughs> now, hold on. So, once the shampoo is in your hairy eyes, what happens then? Uh, your, your teammates, and I use the term loosely, start to wee upon your leg whilst you can't see them doing it. How many legs have you got? <laughs> just <a> two. <laughs> you just stood there on your little pin, getting all doused in hot widdle. <laughs> hmm, yeah. that's a bit, in that's interesting that they would do that, but I mean, I suppose if you're going to get weed on, the ideal locale is a shower, because it's getting rinsed away, if you're going to get weed on. I, I agree, but it, it's kind of developed now. You know, that's all right. It's I mean, developed. It's, it's, it's oh, evolved. God. The culture's Number two. <laughs> exactly. They're oh, no. Pushing the, pushing the boundaries of water sports. Um, so, so they don't just wee on your leg now. They actually uh, uh, wee in a shower gel bottle. Yeah. And hand it round beforehand. Obviously, this has only happened once. We're not that stupid. Why are you condemning yourself? <laughs> we ain't done it. <laughs> me and Matt are just... stupid. So listen, you two phoning me up for my radio show. <laughs> me and Matt just have normal showers on our own <laughs> with Radox. I advertise that. Other showers. Go on. Same trick every week. Every, yeah. 
taken to the extent of weaning in shower gel and then giving that to people and saying, you can use my shower gel, and then people are pouring wee all over themselves. Sounds like some sexy, what? lovely... Why don't you just stop playing loving. football and go straight to the showers? Go straight to the showers, <laughs> dispense with the football, tell you what, pop a, a couple of Viagra and get yourself in that shower, go mental. I bet they're all just kicking that ball really half-arsed, thinking, mm. I have to get in that shower. Oh, save me energy for the I've shower. I've an egg cup. I'm going to oh. sling it. <laughs> oh no, the opposition's got the ball. Should we go to the shower, guys? <laughs> we ain't even kicked off yet. Ooh, oh, I felt rain. Let's go, shower. <laughs> Put your shorts back on, Anthony. <laughs> I need to do a toilet. Oh, I'm going to have a go. Oh, I missed. Let's go have a shower. <laughs> Anthony, you saucy devil. Well, I don't see what's so wrong with you and your mates weeing all over each other's legs in the shower. Sounds like good, clean, honest British fun. <laughs> Isn't it? But, yeah, but the problem is, my only defence at the moment is joining in. You're joining in with it. I don't want to be a target, do I? You've got you, to... Mm, that's, see, this is how these cultures develop. Exactly. You're joining in. Mm. So my, my plea for help is, how do I stop it? How do you stop... You don't want to be involved in this urine madness anymore? No. Right, okay. <laughs> He hasn't what? said help, and neither did the last lady. Right, that last lady, we take back Got that help we offered you. <laughs> uh, you, sir, would you please go help in, in that voice, in the A voice? Hail, hail. Mmm, you sexy little devil. I can't <laughs> believe you want to stop being weed on in showers <laughs> after you've done that hail. I That's bet you do that when they're weed yeah. on you. Oh, hail, hail. I'm getting wet. Well oh, chase me. Oh, hail. Maybe I just need a better explanation for accepting being weed on then. If I just don't want get into to it. Listen, if you think about it, mate, the universe is infinite and time is eternal. Some people weeing on you in a shower is irrelevant. I suggest you get down on your... No, no. I reckon if you didn't like it, you could just go, oh, I'm not coming to football this week, because you know that bit afterwards where everyone, everyone wheezes on me. I don't like I don't it. I don't like it. <laughs> what if you've got, like, a cut on your leg? What happens oh, then? Oh, yeah, they, yeah, there's no... You know, they won't then you get a disease. Cut. Yeah. <laughs> what, they don't have an amnesty? They don't have a cut amnesty? No, open sores, cuts. You... Why have you got open sores on your legs? <laughs> Is this a team for heroin addicts? Lepers. <laughs> we play man's football, Russell. Man's football, all right. You have all kinds of injuries. Well, I didn't know that man's football included <laughs> weeing all over <laughs> each other in the showers. That's a bonkers game you're playing. Um, right, if you want to stop it, yeah, you could do as Matt suggested, simply say, would you mind not weeing on me in the shower? <laughs> but I know it's difficult not to, uh, you want to fit in and everything. Yeah. So I've got an idea. Before the, your next football match, eat loads of uh, either sugar puffs or su uh, supermarket owned brand sugar puffs and asparagus and barocca or supermarket owned brand barocca and make your urine into a thick yellow. Oh. So, that, so that when they wee on you, you can turn on them with a sort of orange sabre of mixturation. <laughs> Slice I build your presence. <laughs> there was a movement in the force. I'll just say, if you're in the shower mm. and the water's warm yeah. and someone wees on your leg and you've got shampoo in your eyes, how do you how know do you it's know? happening? Because you oh. could taste it, you dirty devil, ain't me? There's a smell of ammonia as well. Mmm. Why? Was it a horse wing? It's a pneumonia mania. <laughs> You're bonkers, you lot. Yeah, I think you could either do my suggestion or Matt's one. Write back to us and tell us what you've done, Anthony. But, you know, it sounds to me like it's a lovely way of bonding, and perhaps, you know, I wish that there'd been more weeing in the showers at my school and a bit less games masters <laughs> peering round, looming, thumbing their tracksuit bombs. Right, Matt? Yep, we all had that. <laughs> we all had that. Okay, so thank you very much. Anthony there. Good big kiss. Try out those methods. Thank you for that lovely call. There we go. Old cultures developed in that.
that shack that they get shot. It's pretty damn bizarre. They should mention it to the opposition as well and say, do you lot do this after games? Because we do. Do you remember that feeling of walking into a pavilion with studs on and all the dirt falling <laughs> yeah, off your I shoes? Do. I hated it. Oh, I liked that bit. Well, because it was Cause over. it felt a bit like ice skating. <laughs> you little Nancy. <laughs> oh, this bit's like ice skating and we're not cold anymore. Can I have a cuddle? I'm free. Oh. Where's them oranges? I like that. <laughs> Here, I'll cut them up. I'll cut them up. Why oranges? We've probably talked about Fitmins. this. Now, uh, poor old John late, Inman's dead. That's a shame. I liked yeah. him. Never yeah. mind. He was old, though, wasn't he? Was he? 70. That's old. Well, I liked him. He was nice, old. wasn't he? <laughs> Why is that? I think you're like, you're not normal. You go, it's good. It's alright though, cause he's old. It's not that old. He's old. <laughs> I liked it. I miss him now, John Inman. <laughs> Poor old John Inman, but then, you know, he was always gonna die. He was good though. He was the best thing about how he'd been served, wasn't he? Was mm, he? Yeah. I didn't um, really watch much of that, although it was disturbing to fancy Pauline Fowler. Yeah, it's always, yeah, it was a shame that, wasn't it? But then that's the, the march of the relentless march of time. Miss Brahms well, was well sexy. Yeah. I often wonder if they got Pauline Fowler and just did her up in that costume, put makeup on her, cause she's, they sort of, She's down to You isn't often she? wonder. I once thought. <laughs> it wasn't me, actually. It was you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think you could still dress her up as that. I think she'd still be. She's got. You know, she Can't turn back, back the clock, mate. You've just got to let it go. Yeah. What about Molly Sugden? She used to just go, ooh, my pussy, all the time. And sometimes it didn't make sense. I know. Sometimes it just was stuff like, you know, my pussy. But, you know, it's things that just <laughs> it wouldn't work for a cat, really. Yeah. It wasn't euphemistic, it was just plain just rude. rude. Just rude, Molly. Yeah. I was more of a dad's army man. I was a dad's army man as well, but when that went on, I'd be served. Watch that instead. Yeah. So, yeah, poor so old... If you, you're the sort of person you are, mm. the sort of talent you are, right, if you'd have lived yeah. in the 70s, you'd have been in one of them shows. Would I? Yeah, I reckon. What as? Um, it's an annoying character. <laughs> 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 you have be playing a character called Mr. Annoying. It's a sort of prig, <laughs> sort of pretentious twerp who gets killed off in episode one. Um, hold on, I was about to say something brilliant. Oh, yeah. Kenneth Williams, that's why you're a bit like him. I'm a bit like him, well, that's good, I like him. Now, listen, why, uh, in the sun it goes, I'm R.I.P. for John Inman. John Inman dies. I'm R.I.P. That don't rhyme with free. I'm R.I.P. disrespectful as well. It is, he's R.I.P. doesn't say because it's rip. It's yeah, horrible. Yeah, rip. Yeah. Different if you're, uh, you know, in a gangster thug life way. Yeah. R.I.P. all me thugs tip a 40 to the curb. But you can't go, I'm rest in peace. Uh, yeah, also, I'm rest in peace. Unless it's assuming that you've uh, made a conjunctive continuous form, I'm resting in peace. But there was no implication of that in the headline. It just said, I'm I'm R.I.P. God bless you. He's just gone, I'm free, and then done a picture of him with angel wings. Yeah, because then he's free from the tyranny of the material world. Free from that life yeah. and just living as an angel now. Yeah. Well, that would have worked better. <laughs> Alright then. <laughs> now, my mate, Jamie Sivis, who's an actor, he was in this film called, uh, What's Wrong with Wilbur. He's a good actor, right? Jamie Sivis went to drama school with him. Uh, right. He sent me his mate's album. It's this thing called Whiskey Hearts by Dean Owens. Now, Jamie Sivis, a very fine actor, so I trusted his opinion. I listened to this album. It's really good. Now, uh, his album's coming out in May, Whiskey Hearts, Dean Owens, and he's on, oh, no, he's on tour then. I don't know when his album comes out. He's on tour in May. And, uh, go and look at his website, www.deanowens.com. Deanowens.com. Steve Wright's looming about. What do you want, Wright? He can't hear you. We're in a studio. Oh, yeah. You don't matter how much you shout. Steve Wright is coming right round. He's Get coming right round like a record. Right. Here he comes. So remember that, DeanOwens.com. He's coming. Steve Wright's coming in. Steve Wright, hello. Hello. Can I just mention something to you? Mention what you like. You can't get a small bounty anymore. Why? 
I don't know, the small ones. Well, but they were used to be two halves in one pack. Well, you can't, you used to be able to get the halved ones. <laughs> What's the matter, Steve? Well, I'm worried about it. Also, <laughs> nothing rhymes with tattoo. Uh, I've got to go. <laughs> Steve, come back! I can't! Who was that masked I man? You. I love you, Steve Wright. There goes Steve Wright. See, one of the perils of recording our show at Radio 2 and being on Radio 2 is occasionally Steve Wright will go, You can't get bounty in fun size anymore! And it's had a terribly negative effect on my sex life! You can get bounty. Oh no, I'm thinking of heroes. You're thinking of heroes, you always are, Matt. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you like best? Tina Gandhi Turner. and Adam Ricketts out of Coronation Street. <laughs> They're your favourites, aren't they? No. No. Uh, what tattoo. Is... Take my uh, tattoo. F-U. Doesn't rhyme with it. Well, all right. Uh, Katu, Katu, Katmandu. Kazoo. Kazoo. White wee wee. <laughs> I mean, what, what does he want from us, old Statue. Steve, right? Statue, Mr. G, resident poet. Doesn't rhyme. St yeah, but you don't go, I've got a new tattoo. I've got a tattoo of a statue. But, I mean, you could do poetic license. No. Try and get into the poem at the end, G, if you're our poet laureate. Otherwise, we'd get Mr. Nibs back. I've got one. Yeah. If you went, someone went, oh, I'm quite fat, and I went, oh, I'm fat too. I'm fat too. That's how That's G not would a word, do it. Though, it would conjunctively, he would put two things together. Watch for his poem at the end of the show, Mr. G there. So, Dean Owens, yeah. Dean Owens. And if you're in a band or anything, do send Russell any tapes or CDs <laughs> of any songs, because he listens to them all and he loves them, and he could be a big break. <laughs> send them to his house. <laughs> Sometimes I don't listen if it's not been sent by my friend. But I will if it's got a nice picture on it of a things. woman or something. Right, um, so let's there have a listen go. to a track of Dean's album now. What? It's called Raining in Glasgow, this one. This is Dean Owens. Have a look at DeanOwens.com. That's Dean Owens, Raining in Glasgow, from his album Whiskey Arts. Have a look at DeanOwens.com. Right, uh, what have we got to talk about, Matthew? Um, some lady on the phone. A lady! On the phone, you say? Right, well, we'll have to help her out. And there's anything else that's been playing on your mind since last week? Dolphin sex, that's dealt with. Lovely Mike Ward, that's been dealt with. Joe Tidy, oh. young politician. The Chinese haven't left Tibet yet. No. What? what? Pigeon news. Oh, pigeon news, because there was that student lad who had pigeons on his window seals copulating while he was inside having it off with his mate Lank. <laughs> Very odd. <laughs> yes. Uh, it says here, I took Matt's advice. <coughs> oh, not mine. No, he's a very sensible man. And placed a picture of an eagle in my window. The pigeons have not returned. Because they're scared, scared of the eagle. Yeah, I told you, honestly. I told you. Oh, you're not Ray Mears or that other fella. Yeah, pick a bird. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, someone, yeah, so that's worked. And also someone says, uh, we have, uh, where is it? I can't remember. But anyway, it's the thing about that. You can buy plastic birds of prey. You can buy plastic birds of prey? Yeah, and you put them somewhere and other birds won't go there. Other birds won't go there. Yep. I'd like a plastic bird. I've seen a plastic bird of prey once, so that must be why they exist. Have you? You've lived a remarkable life. <laughs> is this all in the book? <laughs> yes, that'll be in my bookie book. I had to do a meeting for that my bookie book last night, right? And, uh, like, everyone, the people, the publishers goes, you can't call your book my bookie no, book. No, don't. I think that's stupid. What? You're supposed to support me in my idiocy. But it'll affect sales. How? Because if I was, I'd think, oh, that's that bloke. Oh, that might be quite interesting. <laughs> and then I'd think, hang on, I've got to sit on the train reading something called My Bookie Work. Probably a picture of you on a little trike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weeing like on like a no. watering can. No. We weeing like a woman can. Watering can. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> like a woman can. Why shouldn't they? Come on, girls, let's get our bloomers down and do our worst. Um, hold no, on. No, I think it might be a bad idea. Why, Matt? It's what do you funny. think I should call it then? Uh, Russell Brand 
The inside track. No! Inside track doesn't make sense. My bookie book. Russell Brand. My bookie book. Russell Brand, my story, and you biting a pen and looking nervous. No! My bookie book. <laughs> it's much better. What did they say at the bigwigs office? Uh, uh, the big, this big sales conference thing, it was a big dinner. Uh, uh, the publisher's called Hodder and Strout. Big something. dinner? What, huge potatoes? It was enormous, <laughs> it was. It was like one of those great big pies they make in Spanish villages. <laughs> it was a tomato the size of a house. Horace McQuirtle was there with a tape measure. <laughs> he was thoroughly impressed. Um, no, it was like all people, all the book buyers from like uh, Waterstones and Tesco's and all people that buy books in huge numbers. Tesco's? They sell a lot of books. Do they? Yes, yeah, so you have to impress them by showing off. Well, that's what I had to do. I had to get up Did and do some stand-up. No, I took it upon myself, I Max. impressed them right out the room and into their taxis. Off they went. They were so impressed, some <laughs> went, I'm crying. <laughs> out of pure impressiveness. Uh, there was, I'll tell you who else was there. Im out of Top Gear that's not Ammond or Clarkson. He was uh, there, because yeah. he's right. got a book out. Uh, the Is Christina, the Clarissa Dixon out of Fat Ladies, two fat ladies. You've hey. arrived, haven't you? Hey! <laughs> They've all got books. And Susie Quattro. Quattro. Um, <laughs> Quattro. Susie Quattro. Hello, Quattro. All right, Susie. Hello, Top Gear Man, who's not Hammond or Clarkson. Hello, other fat lady. Have you got books, too? <laughs> my book's been done with a pen. Let my book kiss your book. <laughs> Here, our books are kissing. Do you reckon they might make a Bible? What? <laughs> 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 I've done that thing, and uh, everyone was very pleased with me. Apart from the fact they don't want your book to be called what it's meant to be called. They don't want it to be called that people at the publishers. How do they get around that? They keep going, Russell, uh, reviewers won't review if it's called something like My Bookie Wooks. It seems like you're not taking it seriously. I goes, My Bookie Wooks, a good name, and we have to have a meeting for it where I get angry about wanting something to be called My Bookie Wooks. Did you get angry? Not angry, uh, arrogant. Oh, it? yes. <laughs> That's a much more pleasant much trait. Much more persuasive form of anger. <laughs> Well, I know what people like. <laughs> they, they like my bookie walk. They liked my Telly Welly show and my Radio Radio show. Whoa! No, I think bookie walk. It's funny, and the people think I'm a killjoy for saying this, but it will affect sales. Mm, we, we've got a, quite a lot of money now. Because it'll look like I don't know. It sort of it confuses people as to whether it's a serious book or not. It also, you have to really like you and buy into you. No one's going to go, oh, I'll pick that up and find out about this bloke. Because it is an arrogance to be that jovial. Right, it's an arrogance to be that jovial. That's an interesting, persuasive point of view you've raised there. Perhaps. And perhaps... also, shop at Tesco's. <laughs> don't, shop where you like. No, don't shop at Tesco's. Well, do. Do what you... you want. Don't eat no food. Sit at home, wait for trying to get out of Tibet. Let's all go on hunger strike, see what happens. No, don't, don't do that. No, you should, I, I don't know, rethink it. All right, I'll think about it Come again. Come up with some other titles. What, Perhaps like? people could email them in. Email some suggestive titles. Not suggestive. <laughs> you always oh. make that mistake. <laughs> Suggested. Yeah, the pages of this are stuck together. Open my bucket, look in the middle. Yeah, pull that book right piddle. open. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Okay, so, with someone on the line, her name is Laura. Laura, you there? Hello, you little sex machine, and I mean that literally. What are you up to? Um, what I'm up to right now? Yeah, or just before you started this phone call. Um, I'm in my psychology department at university. Oh, hello. Boffin! <laughs> <laughs> what a square! <laughs> so, what are you doing in the psychology department? Judging um, people's brains? Yes. You've got a dissertation? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing it about? Um, antisocial behaviour. 
F you. Hey, you can't leave your bike there. <laughs> I don't know. That seemed antisocial. Um, so, what? In, just sum it up for us, because we don't like. I don't like to read a lot of stuff. I just like to know the gist. What's the gist? Sum it up. Um, yeah. Just uh, if you're a bit delinquent at school, mm. then you're probably going to be quite popular. Woohoo! I was. <laughs> what? If you're a bit delinquent at school, you'll be popular. Yeah, probably. That's our message on BBC yeah. Radio on, 2. Are you a school child? Why not be a bit delinquent? It'll probably make you popular. Why? Because non-conformity is attractive. I think so. Well, you well, think so? Only in a school. Well, yeah, maybe. Only in a school. What about in a radio station? What about down the front of your prom? I was only joking. You're recently married, aren't you, Laura? Um, no, I'm not married at all, no. Oh. Do you try that? Is that a chat? I'm like, you're recently married, aren't you? Oh, you're not. <laughs> Give us your phone number then. <laughs> Any kids? No, <laughs> good. Right, go on. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Touch me there. Do it again. Laura, so you're, no, are you getting married? No, my sister's getting married. Your sister's getting married. How are you married? psychically sensitive? There's marriage in the air. I just feel it, babe. I just go with the vibes. Call me, babe. <laughs> Since I've had my dog jumper mask sent to me with love, right, I've got this dog jumper, right, that you can do what you like with this, Laura. You can know as much about psychology as you like. Oh, I've got a dog jumper. I pull it down over my head, wear it as a mask. So it gives the general impression of a Mexican wrestler mask or of the scarecrow in Batman Begins, right, and makes me look like an idiot. Now, I'd like wearing that. What does that say about me? <laughs> you like people to think you're an idiot? Yes, it does say that, Laura. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true. Laura, I like it that you're from this psychology department. You probably know all sorts of things about brains and the likes and behavioural antics and whatnot. So, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about why people show off so much? Well, you should be the master of that, surely. Yeah, but I'd like to know why I'm doing it. <laughs> Why am I doing it? Um, I Why am I doing it? Maybe you've, I don't know, you're enjoying the affection you're getting from, from all your adoring fans. Is the right answer! Well done, Laura. So what's this problem you've got to do with marriage? Okay, well, my sister is getting married later this year. Right. And I've been given the task of organising her hen party. Uh-oh, lots of pressure, Laura. If you make a mistake there, she will hate you. Well, this is it, and... Um, like, hen parties used to be just like a night out, and now they're like weekends away. Weekends yeah. away. Suddenly, all your uh, learning and academic background is useless. Whereas, useless. The, who'd you turn to? The school delinquents, <laughs> me and Matt. <laughs> well, come on in, you little square. Let's see if we can help you out a little bit. So, you want to have some sort of crazy hen night. Matt's good yeah. at things like this. Why don't you go to Transylvania, all dress up as sort of vampiresses, and like, I don't know, kill someone, and then like, have to hide it. That. No, don't. That's a terrible idea. Uh, Matt, have you got any suggestions for the hen night? Um, I would personally go to Iceland. You're always going on about going to Iceland. Well, what was there? The Why do you want to go to Iceland so much? You can go in the Blue Lagoon. They're in the Blue Lagoon. That's a there film. Is. I've been in it. Have you? Yeah. Is it hot? Yeah. But it's all surrounded by snow? No. Because of tectonic plates. How does that happen? It's geographically impossible. Don't go there, Laura. It's okay. madness. What you want is something a bit sexy, don't Prague. you? Well, this is it. You want something a bit sexy? Something where, like, 
All my sister's rowdy mates can go, and my mum can go. What's the, ah, uh, right, because it's a diverse yeah. mm, crowd of people. Generations. Oh, the generations. See, that's why X Factor's popular and other shows <laughs> like it, because it's four-generation TV. Mums, dads, babies, and I don't know who the other ones are. <laughs> Gran grannies. Grannies, they can all watch it we together. Always, you've done that before. I'm you obsessed. remember the fourth generation. Who are the fourth generation? We still don't know. Who are that fourth the generation? The forgotten ones. The forgotten ones. <laughs> we'll never forget them. God bless you. I know, I know what you shouldn't do on a hen party. What? That thing where they... You pink cowgirl hats. Pink cowgirl hats, learner signs, condoms pinned to their jackets. No. Hmm. Why don't you all put love eggs in? Where are love eggs? You know them vibrating love eggs? Pop them in. Well, all of us. Yep. All of you wear some love eggs. I don't want to think of my mum with one of them. <laughs> well, I want you to. Think about her now with the love eggs. <laughs> no, you don't think about her with them if you don't want her. But uh, it's a good idea, though. Right, don't wear pink That's cowboy not. hats. Why don't you dress it's not up? It's a party, is it? What? Where everyone's just, it's the party going on internally. It's a party it's in my vagina in room, and everyone's it. invited. <laughs> I, think it, <laughs> I think it sounds like a nice do. Come on, let's think of something sexy for these girls to do. Okay, um, St Trinian's like, all dress up as sexy schoolgirls. Come around the Camden area, get yourselves all drunk and irresponsible <laughs> and, like, rueful and so that some opportunists could turn up. No, I reckon hire somewhere, like a swimming pool at night. Yeah. Okay. That's dangerous death trap. And drain the swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> Fill it with feathers. <laughs> yeah, it got... it's like a prescribed fun time, so I feel like... Yeah, I hate yeah. prescribed fun time. Hey, let's start having fun now. Okay, it's half past fun. Let's do some of that fun stuff. Why don't you hire out a zoo and then, like, go up to the tiger's cage and go, Yeah, come on in, son. Because <laughs> <laughs> they can't do anything. They're just locked in there. They can't do nothing. Is that what you've done? Yeah. Well, I didn't actually. I was nice to the tiger. I just did, did get locked in a zoo once, but I just didn't take advantage. I was pretty good. Yes, he got locked in by climbing over the fence. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I got arrested because of drugs. I'm always getting in trouble. It's got to stop. You never talk about it. <laughs> never make a scene, though. I soldier on. So, um, okay, right, yeah. So I think we've got Bouncy something. Castle. Bouncy Castle, they cause a lot of problems. No, they don't, only if they're not tied down. Oh, yeah. Tie it down. <laughs> <laughs> Tie that bouncy castle down, then bounce around. Dressed up as St Trinian-style schoolgirls. Not your mum, though. She can be a schoolmistress. Uh -huh. There's no men there, though. No, well, there's not supposed to be, is there, at a hen party? That, mm. But that is a pretty outmoded convention. Oh, you need a stripper. We'll do it. Me well, and Matt will come on. Our strippers. We'll come on, strip ourselves naked. Dance around. <laughs> What about this lad Paul Einan that I went to school with, prizing his own buttocks open, <laughs> a bit of poo falling out, and then him saying, it's a leaf, it's a leaf. If it truly was a leaf, why was it inside his anus? Answer me that, Paul Einan. Answer me that. No, there's nothing wrong with that matter saying cut that out. That's a good bit of radio. No, it's insane. <laughs> That's just something that happened once. And why do you say what about as if it's something that happened in the national consciousness? <laughs> I don't know. What about that thing I once did in my bedroom? <laughs> listen, that was comedic. That's funny, it's that. Not. You wait till you listen to that back. It'll make you laugh. Right, okay, then. Uh, 
Well, so St. Trillian's Castle, <laughs> bouncing around, male stripper. Because I suppose, because I was thinking about the strippers. Well, I'll tell you why I thought of that. Because I was thinking me and you would go as male strippers and we'd hide a load of Maltesers or other chop drops, <laughs> some chop no. drops in our pants, and then we'd prize ourselves open and go, yeah, look what we've done, but really it'll be delicious sweets. That's why, Matt. See, so I'm not You're mad. You're making this all unusable. I'm not. This I'm is brilliant swear, radio. I'm going to swear all over this so we can't use it. No, it's good radio. It's good radio. People like it. That thing about Paul Lyon was just a lad that went to a school once. That's just just. But he's got, still got that name. He's still out there dropping leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Not this time of year. It's spring. Yeah, It'll a, be bulbs little, now. Little toy <laughs> in the mind. autumn, that's when you got to be careful of Paul Lyon. And <laughs> leaves fall to the dirty ground. <laughs> Dead leaves on the dirty ground. <laughs> Let's play that White Stripes song to celebrate. If we got it here, no. Find that, Mikey. Come on, it's not bad. It's all right. It's rude. It's not rude. It's funny. And it's nice to be a bit rude sometimes. It's about half ten at night now, mate. No one cares. We're all young. Woo! The Chinese are leaving Tibet. Get with the programme. <laughs> laboured little dancers. We're all young. Woo! <laughs> yeah! Yeah, oh my, my knee's gone up higher than it normally does. <laughs> That's a party if ever I've been at one. Do that on your head night. Okay, boy, or better sit down. Yeah, okay then. So you're having some Trinian's party. You're hiring a bouncy castle. Um, we haven't helped this lady at all. No, she hasn't said help. <laughs> Say help! Right, now, you want to remind your sister of all the good times and all the love you feel for her about how happy she's going to be of a new man. Do some sort of slideshow thing that brings her past to life and record a sort of comical voiceover. Oh, I was just inadvertently pulling a smoke alarm apart above me head. Uh, and, uh, like, record a sort of comedy sort of voiceover thing going, what's her name, your sister? Hayley. Hayley. Make a sort of song about Hayley. We're losing Hayley to a new man, but she's gonna be happy. We've got this nice soiled nappy from 1972 when she done the poo. Like the strippers will in a minute. They're more teasers though. Look at Paul Liner. <laughs> That's the first verse. Right. All nice. Yeah. Hayley. <laughs> so do something like that. Make a nice musical theme, St. Trinian's uh, Bouncy Castle thing. Has that helped you? It has helped. Keep us informed. Do something novel and self-contained. Don't go romping around the streets. To find yeah, a place and stay it. there. It's really stressful. It's difficult to find something. Go to Ireland. People there are generous Maybe and you're, lovely. you're doing a gig that night. What night is it? What? The hen party? Yeah. We don't know yet. Well, when you know, come to one of my gigs. They're ever so good. I'll do okay. jokes and everything. Tell stories. Yeah. Unrestrained. You, you were very entertaining. What, you saw me in Sheffield? Yeah. I liked it that night, that was fun. You were just walking down the road, actually. <laughs> but very entertaining. <laughs> I was trying to find Billy Elliot! <laughs> Billy, can I have a cuddle? Billy, can I have a cuddle? Get Are you off. Billy Elliot? Are you Billy Elliot? Are you Billy... <laughs> I got beaten up in the end, it was very embarrassing. Right, so we've helped you all we can. Bye! Thank you very much, bye. Thanks for cool, Laura. Matthew, I don't know why you've got a problem with some of those brilliant things I've You're done. Talking, it's just ridiculous. So what? People can judge for themselves when they send us an email about those weird things. And we like, get in trouble and get, our oh, job's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, job's gone. Job's gone again. <laughs> oh no, I'm dull. Okay, let's listen to a record and talk about life and okay. stuff. What are we going to listen to, Matt? Guns N' Roses. Welcome to the jungle. Hello. Welcome to my world. <laughs> It's hard because it's hard to do it quick enough. No, 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 which is delicious, by the way. It's lovely, isn't it? These people make it. Little Earth Cafe. Find out about them. People Mind... make it, do they? Mm. My dinner's all prepared by robots. I like the elves' dinner. That's delicious, too. Um, 
Hold on a second, I'm thinking about something important. Oh yeah, didn't Axel Rose go a bit mad and like make all odd demands? Someone told me that to promote his gigs once that he made taxis drive all the way to the gig and back before he got in the car just so he knew how long it took. Probably, yeah. And they had got a helicopter somewhere, even though it would have been quicker to get a car. Probably, yeah. It's, uh, I think... He's got long hair, hasn't he? Yes, he has. <laughs> I think you'll be there in about three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's where I'm heading? Yeah. Mm. Axel Rose did do some crazy things in his time. He had some weird demands. Yeah, someone sent me some nice pants. Who is it? Uh, it says, look, they've made some nice pants. Wire fronts, like I always wear, but sort of with the silhouettes of beautiful naked women. Lipstick on them. Little buttons, and on the back in sequins, Shagger of the Year, one of my proudest achievements. Yeah. Look at those lovely little knickers. Let's give them as a prize to the person that can build us a tall tower made of pasta. <laughs> <laughs> something I don't know, something no, like someone that. who names your book. Oh, right, yeah, you can have them pants if you name our book. Come up with some, some not nice our suggestions. book. Stop trying to make us the same thing. I'm, Why? I'm not in that book. Well, probably am, actually. You are, because what about that other book? You're in it loads. Yeah. Don't buy that other book, because, uh... I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, come on, let's be more professional. Now then, are we going to try and get Noel Gallagher to come on the phone? I can't get in touch with him. Let's play another record, and, and after this, we'll uh, find Noel Gallagher. Look at Matt's face then. Like, yeah, do Batman, do it by the jam, that's brilliant. Okay. Um, like, uh, Matt just, uh, just went, no! <laughs> yeah, I'm scanning down. You don't know what goes on over this over side. Oh, by the button desk, is it yeah, complicated? Steve Wright does there? his own one. Look at him over there and still being all funny. You can see Steve Wright in my peripheral vision in another studio. He's doing his own buttons. Yeah, well, don't worry about me. You can't even do your own buttons. You can barely pick up an email and read it. What? Right. You go, well, right, you go all the way off your mic and go, <laughs> okay, well, well, well let's put that to here. bed right now, shall we? Right, I've got an email here from somebody. Here it is. Oh, I've read that one. Hold on. Don't, don't take that as evidence. I can't do it, though. Don't touch your mic. Yeah. It makes a noise on, right. the, on the radio. You don't even know what medium <laughs> we're <done>. on. <laughs> you nearly had the eye ground there, but then you forgot the last minute that this isn't television. Dear Russell, please find enclosed a token of our infection. <laughs> it says affection, actually. But it might <laughs> well be with blood on it. <laughs> what a lovely gift. It's the gift that keeps on giving once the MRSA kicks in. To ease the pain of having leopard print fongs discursely thrust upon you whilst visiting the city of Steel. Yeah, oh, they threw knickers at me when I was Where? at Sheffield. Really? Yeah, they did. Mind you, I, I had just ejaculated <laughs> onto them. I was I, I was in a Jean Provocateur. <laughs> <laughs> Get no. out! Shame on you! How dare you! <laughs> this is our shop. This is our business. That's our livelihood. Yeah. No, on stage, started having a Tom Jones effect. I know. Is that good? That's because you're your hairy chest. Oh yeah, I've got this hairy chest. That's probably helped. Uh, anyway, we've made you these spangly pants. Would you like to wear them? Well, no, we're going to give them away as a competition prize. So thank you very much for making them. So these are the pants you just picked up. Yeah, and then um, they've got documents Why can't you showing the manufacturer. Why you can't you chest in my tin tonight. That's why. Because I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, but most people can eat a dinner and then talk. Yeah, some people go out for dinner, don't they? 
Yes, some people have it at home in front of the telly. <laughs> well done. You've learnt a lot on your journey through life. Yes, I have, and that's why in Hollywood I'll be able to play all sorts of different people, from the Pied Piper of Hamelin to perhaps a man that didn't have a pipe but still led rats through the streets of Hamelin anyway, regardless. Perhaps he used a xylophone, I don't know. Cat incest. Incest. This is from Dan Lewis. He says, could you please tell me why my two kittens, Joey and Marble, they're brother and sister, they're having lovemaking sessions, and it <laughs> <laughs> quite long ones, and it's led to seven kittens. We kept one of these kittens called Blackie. As we didn't think that <clears throat> incest was possible in the cat world, he didn't have his ghoulies sliced off like your cat. Then he proceeded to hump away his mum. <gasps> That's terrible. And produced, it made me cough up dinner. <laughs> and produced more kittens. Now, here's a question. What relation is this kitten to these new kittens? He's both their brother and their dad. Do you think it's a lie, then, that incest breeds, uh... Deformity? Yeah, because if yeah, animals is. can do it. Is it a lie? Yeah, I think it happens, but it's a really low incidence, and it's just it's a social thing. But it's the social taboo, actually. It's not, no, a, I think there must it's not be medical and biological. Let's learn about it. But I read something about um, this book by Freud called <clears throat> Totemism and Taboo, and it said, and it said that the, the incest mythology and, and, uh, has been set up as a form of social control, and things like saying that it's a high incidence of birth defects aren't true. But I think you need to broaden your... Uh, gene pool. Gene pool, so you shouldn't really just be... Listen, Matthew, if this is your way of working out whether it's right or wrong to start touching up your cousins, I'd like to say now that we disapprove. <coughs> You'd like to say that, but you can't because you, I'm too your ill. body can only do one thing at once. Radio or process dinner. <laughs> dinner, the radio, dinner, radio, radio, dinner, radio, radio. Let's listen to the jam, for God's sake, doing Batman. And this shows that things can enmesh beautifully. It's Batman and the jam, two of the best things there are, all together. Nice. The jam! Batman! All they said was Batman. 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 Do you like Batman? No. Why? What about that film? Hello, Batman. All right, Batman. You don't like uh, Michael Caine in it, do you? Well, I like it, but it's stupid. It... Batman talks like that. And Michael Caine goes, Hello, Batman. You was in late last night. <laughs> You're right, mate. <laughs> yeah, I was out solving some crimes. It was pretty tough out there, I guess. Well, you've got a little rip in your costume, mate. I've darned it up, though. <laughs> don't darn my costume in that way. It is my bat suit. Right, yeah. Batman. <laughs> yeah. You knocked over a milk bowl on your way in. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of blood over the porch. <laughs> yeah, like the butler is too domestic and Batman is too glamorous, isn't it? There's yeah. a jarring disparity between the two, yeah. yeah. The Batman should be a bit more, all right, mate. If, if, uh, if they're going to have Michael Caine be the butler. Okay. <laughs> he didn't call him Batman, though. He didn't go, oh, yeah, all right, Batman. <laughs> You've got a bruise on your arm. What have you been doing? That's <laughs> <laughs> funny, that is. Um, all right, so let's have G do a poem, then we'll wrap up this bonkers radio show. Mr. G, poet laureate of the show. Woo, yeah, all right, Atmos, Atmos, Christ. Okay, <clears throat> this is called Wishing on a Star. If you were granted three wishes, then what would you wish for? 
Let's say your clover has four leaves and your magic lamp weaves bliss galore. What more could be in store? Would you endless cease? Would you end this ceaseless East Coast West Coast squirrel war? Joe Tidy should provide a sea of ice cream van followers to hollow us when we call, and we'll deck the halls with schmock mocking, cock boxing, kickboxing, Prescott watching, hot jogging, wimpy mascot knocking, sending best wishes to Mr. Trevor Locke and Matt wishes Doogie Howser was never an MD, and Russell wishes he could pounce on any newsreader that reads, as Steve Wright endlessly wishes for a fun-sized bounty. Watch this magic genie. Come at you and counteract you with rhymes that freeze you like a statue that's cracked through, hit you with the bird dog and cat flu at you. I got you. Damn, I wish I found the time to rhyme this thing with tattoo. <laughs> Whoa, there he goes. He's all on the mic. a new high. What a show of that is a new high. Look at Matt nicking my dinner. You're all right, Git. Is this wheat free bread? Of course it is, yeah. Lovely. Oh, scoffing my dinner. Right, the radio show is nearly finished now. We didn't ring Noel Gallagher because he didn't answer his phone. I hope he's well, though. I want to know about them rumours about whether his bird's pregnant or whatever. Oh. Oh, well, we'll never get to the bottom of that. Listen, next week, because our special guest will be, that's right, Nelson Mandela. <laughs> he's coming onto the show. But you better organise that now because I've said it. <laughs> I've said it now. Also, we're going to get the bloody Chinese out of Tibet. We've got lots of campaigns to do. Well done for all your work with Mike Ward. Well done, Mike Ward, yourself. Is there anyone else uh, mm. Yeah, perhaps send that. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, I ain't been well ever. Both the orchestra and your gutty wuts. <laughs> See, that's why I want to call it my bookie work, because of things like gutty wuts and eggy wigs and, and anti Burgess, clockwork orange. clockwork orange stuff, yeah. Sounds funny. So, uh, yeah, right, join us next week for lots of campaigns and that. Let's think who else to campaign. Here, Andrew Simmons doing the news. What do we want her to say? Bookie work. Say bookie work in the news, Simmons. Because we are going to get under that desk and we're going to unleash hell on your thighs, woman. 88 to 9. 91 FM, this is Radio 2 from the BBC.